There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hi, everyone. Before we start this exciting episode today, I just want to tell you a little bit more about Joshua's Unlimited Abundance Bootcamp. We have now been doing three boot camps. We're getting ready for our fourth one coming up in July. And it is unquestionably the most life-changing thing I've ever witnessed or been a part of. I'm now going to be taking my fifth boot camp. This boot camp was channeled in December of 2018. We had the first boot camp on January 4th. The second one started January or February 7th. And the third one started in April. The fourth one is starting July 8th, and you have a chance to get in on this now. Simply send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com, and I will send you some information, and we'll have a conversation about it. You can talk to me directly about this, as well as any other previous bootcamp member. There's been about 50 who have gone through, and every single one of them has had some kind of life-changing experience as a result of the bootcamp. It is unlike anything you've ever seen before. It's a eight-week intensive course that we take together as a group. We go into it during week one. Everyone has a coach. There's reading material. There's homework. There's assignments to do every week. We have coaching calls. We have special Joshua Lives. And it all culminates in an eight-week intensive kind of process. It takes you from wherever you are now vibrationally, and it moves you step-by-step, week-by-week, to a completely new idea of what life is all about, what you're all about, how the system of physical reality actually works, what the laws of the universe are, and it teaches you how to engage in those laws to become the most effective and less limited version that you've ever been. Once you do this, once you become effective in understanding how to work with the laws of the universe, as opposed to how we all did it before, including me, how we were sort of living in opposition of how the system works. You step into your true power. You receive the keys that engage the law of attraction. Keys that you may have understood them to some extent, But because of this process, it's an active participation process, you realize how the system works. You realize what you were doing to limit yourself, and you simply drop those limitations. You become highly effective. So the next boot camp starts early July. We're getting everyone ready to go. There should be about 50 or 60 people in this boot camp. You can be in this boot camp too. But you have to send me an email joshuateachings at gmail.com, 
and you have to talk to me about it. Make sure you're ready. Make sure that this is something for you. We'll have a conversation. I'll explain it to you in detail, and we'll go from there. Don't let your fear stop you. If you have some inkling that you want to move in the direction of who you are, if you want to find your soul's purpose and develop yourself as an effective co-creator with the universe to create the life you truly desire, the life that I have found, the life that others have found, well, join us. All it takes is a simple email to me to get the process started, and we'll go from there. But push past your fear and send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this, and enjoy our episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction, whatever this is called. Law of Attraction <laughs> Roundtable. Is it a roundtable if there's just two people? It could be. It could be. Okay. Well, so today we're actually doing a special Joshua and Friends episodes. If you've been listening to the other ones recently, we'll do a, a Joshua and the Stream with David Strickle, or a Joshua and Laurel with Astrid Halverson, or a Joshua and the Beings of Light with Kimberly Late. And today we're doing a special one, Joshua and Wendy Pierce. Hi, Wendy. Hey, Gary. How are you? Good. So this is an interesting thing, that channeling is a natural ability, and everyone can do it. And the only reason we don't do it is because we think it's weird. What's, <laughs> what's happened is, you know, this started off, well, when I started channeling, I just thought it was me and Esther in the whole world who channeled, right? <laughs> and so then I found, all, you know, a bunch of other Chandler's, Story Waters, and, you know, Bashar, and all these other people. And we see now that it's a very natural thing. And in fact, a lot of people in the past were probably channeling, but just didn't call it that, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so even when you, you think of Eckhart Tolle, mm -hmm. I mean, that was channeled. And yeah. even back to the book... Um, um, you know, older books and stuff, you could see that these ideas are channeled. Well, yeah. now there's more acceptance for the idea of channeling, and what we're doing is bringing forth a stream of consciousness or a stream of intelligence that we all have access to. And how it happens is when we tap into that stream of consciousness, we receive this these thoughts. And the thoughts sound like our thoughts because they are our thoughts. Mm -hmm. you know, if you think that you're manufacturing your thoughts in your head, and they sound like you, then you're going to assume that everyone's doing the same thing and their thoughts are going to sound different. And so when you first start channeling, you think, okay, well, if it's me, it's going to sound like me. So if it's just my thoughts, it's going to sound like Gary. But if it's some other entity coming through me, it's going to have a different voice. And that's not what that is at all because all thoughts are attracted. All thoughts are coming from the non-physical. We're not thought factories. Our brains don't create thoughts. We attract and transmit thoughts. And so when it comes through as Joshua, it sounds like me, but it's completely different. It's stuff that I wouldn't write. It comes through very clearly, and I can type it out or speak it. As we were doing the one-on-one, -on -one, there were 20 people to go through that program where they would ask three or four questions a week, meditate every day, and go for six months or 100 questions, usually sometimes a lot more and sometimes a lot more time, of those 20 people that went through it, 10 people started channeling. Mm. And that proved to me that, that this is available to anyone who's a vibrational 
match for this idea. Maybe it's in your soul's purpose. Maybe you intended to do this. Maybe that's the reason you're interested in the law of attraction, into these teachings, into Esther and Abraham, whatever it is. It's this stream of intelligence that we cannot deny. And so we received this question, and it was about relationships with um, you know, your, your children and then your children's spouses. And when you're witnessing that as a parent, you can see that they're living in this old approach of control and they're trying to control things. And, and how, do you, how do you handle that as the parent who's conscious of what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I thought, well, this is going to be good. Wendy, I bet <laughs> I'll let Wendy take a crack at this and see how she does. And then we'll have Joshua take a crack at it. And then we'll just compare the two. So this is the first time <laughs> that we've gotten Joshua with a civilian, but you're not really a civilian. civilian. Yeah, <laughs> I've been in the one-on-one and all the boot camps and all that good stuff. You know, when you were talking about that, that's kind of how I envision it. I vision, envision a stream of consciousness and I jump in to that stream. And if I can stay within just letting that stream flowing, then I receive the thoughts that, I feel are the channeled thoughts. I'm consciously aware of them. I'm attracting them. I'm, I'm listening to them and, and writing them down. Yeah. Versus and then as it's happening, like when I first started doing it, what I was writing made no sense as I was writing it. I thought Ooh. it was just, just uh, a mishmash yeah. of stuff. But as I read it back, then it was very clear that it was something other than me and it was very, uh, you know, insightful and intelligent and w- written in a way that I would never write it, but also written fully. So it's the full answer mm-hmm. as if it was written before and I'm just dictating it. Yes, exactly. And I feel like the same thing. Like I, when I was writing it, it's like, oh, this isn't going to make any sense. And then when I went back and read it, it's like, oh, <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is the thing that all channels have at the beginning is they highly doubt it. It says, is this just me making this bullshit up? Mm -hmm. You know, Astrid is good at this. She's like, you know, this is just bullshit. And so when I said to Astrid, channel this answer, Uh she's like, all right, I'm just going to do it so I can prove to you that it's all bullshit. (laughs) And then when she said it, I go, Joshua was like, yeah, that's channeling. You channeled exactly what it was. yeah. I love her. She's been really encouraging me too as well. And just like, you can do this. And she's just, I, I love her energy and the way she approaches things. Yeah. Cause she has a lot of doubt, self doubt. Yeah. Um, and that's something we all go through in whatever we're doing. And when we're channeling that comes through because that's what you're feeling. Yeah. So you doubt it. And then when people say, Oh, this is amazing. You say, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you don't right. know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> But doubt never serves us. So we all have doubt. It doesn't serve us. There's no benefit to entertaining it. Let's just get on with it. Let's just do what we're inspired to do and let the chips fall where they may. It, you know, because I channel doesn't make me a good person. Right. Right? Because I sell real estate or play poker or have friends or have a relationship, whatever it is, it doesn't make me a good person. I'm already good. And this is just a thing I'm inspired to do. And, and it's highly beneficial for me. And as I do it more and practice it more and release more doubt, I get to higher and higher levels. As I realized that I was a spiritual leader and teacher, not just a student of Joshua, I kick it into a new gear. 
and then it comes through at a completely higher level mm-hmm. and that everything I do because I'm, I'm acting in accordance with my soul's purpose, I become highly effective in everything I do, whether it's these podcasts or talking to people one-on-one or channeling or whatever it is, or going to the store and interacting with the, the uh, cashier, whatever it is, I'm highly effective in everything I do. Yeah. I also realized that when things come to me, I don't discount them anymore. Yes, the phone rings from my insurance agent just a second ago. I had to be on this call. I said, no, this is the perfect timing. So I took that call, even though we were late for this, and did what I needed to do, got awesome, you know, it was the perfect timing for everything. And then you were a little late. And so as I got on, you were there. Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm realizing all these things happen perfectly. Yeah. And I found it interesting that this answer and this, this time, um, speak up a bit. Okay. Sorry. I found it interesting that this time that I did this channeling was just in week eight of my two and a half times going through boot camp. Yeah. (laughs) So that was interesting. I'm going to turn off my phone. Sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm I'm not professional at all. You're a professional podcaster. You're on, on one of the most <laughs> the most um, popular law of attraction podcasts of all time. Yeah. People um, know who you are. You're famous. I just boomerated this morning. We're moving, <laughs> moving out of this house with my son. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> the acoustics are perfect. The acoustics are great. I should sing. Yeah. <laughs> You really want to treat, I could sing for you. But yeah, we had just finished this. This is week eight of, I've done the boot camp two complete times and a half of it, jumped in on the half of the second one that started up. And I just, like you said, I'm just becoming more and more confident and comfortable with who I am and being able to lead and teach and all that good stuff. It just, it just feels like at first, cause at first when Joshua said that, I'm like, no way I can't be a teacher. I can't be pinned down like that. You know, I don't want to have to show up at certain times and all that good stuff. But then when I explored what is my passion, my passion is my path of self-discovery. Right. So how not, you know, this is the perfect way to explore it is with other people of like mind. Right. So Duh. <laughs> I was the same way. You know, I was like, okay, I'm renovating houses, I'm playing poker, and I'm going to do Joshua in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And I don't want all these appointments. Yeah, you know, it's your hobby. Yeah. Right. And, then, and then, because I was always an anti-appointment guy, I couldn't mm-hmm. stand having to be somewhere at some time. And so now, you should see my calendar. It's like five, I six bet. appointments every day. I bet. It's like full of blue and it's so fun because I'm going from one super interesting conversation to another one. Boom, 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 doing something different every time. And what I'm doing is I'm connecting to whoever I'm talking to from the spiritual level. Mm -hmm. And so not just when I'm telling Joshua, but right now I have the stream of thoughts as Gary and they're Mm -hmm. coming through me because I'm connected to your inner self, your, your inner self is connected to mine. Everyone who's listening to this is connected as well. So I have no ums or buts or anything uh, that's interrupting my flow of thought because I'm completely present in this moment, eye to eye. I don't know where this is going. We don't have any notes. This is totally free form. I have no idea how long it's going to take. And in that, I'm in bliss because I'm pursuing what I'm interested in doing. 
Yeah. And I'm highly effective. I'm more mm-hmm. effective now than ever in my life. So everything is working on all levels. It's awesome. It's a fun feeling. It really right. is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to read this question okay. and we will um, then go into your answer. Okay. And then we'll go to Joshua's answer. Oh, look at my phone's ringing. <laughs> See, we're just average, ordinary people with phones that we forget to turn off, sitting in bathrooms. (laughs) Well, that happens on the Joe Rogan show, too, so. Yeah, okay. I don't feel bad, yeah. 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 You know, this idea that everything has to be perfect, too. Yeah. Gotta give that up. Give it up. Who cares? Yeah. One thing that was really funny, when we were, before we moved in the house, we were staying at friends' houses. And I was doing Joshua Live and roundtables from wherever we were. And one time we were doing a Joshua Live. We were at Clark and Mary Kay's house. And they have this setup downstairs. It's like a little apartment. So I'm all set up in my little apartment down there. Um, and jo- in the middle of Joshua Live, the ceiling starts just coming down with water. There was a, I remember that. a leak somewhere. <laughs> and it was just pouring through. Joshua didn't care at all. Just no. just wrapped it up into the whole experience of what was happening. It was just amazing. Yeah, that, that was just, amazing. They didn't miss a beat. Like the the noise didn't distract them. Their 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 stream of thought just kept right on going. Even though we we were all saying, "Oh, there's a leak. There's a leak." <laughs> <laughs> it's no like way. when I first started channeling, I had to go in my office and shut the door. No one could watch. I had mm. to meditate first. I had to turn off the music. I had to you know be present set my intentions and then go turn off all the phones, mm-hmm. you know, and there could be no interruptions. Now I can be music on people could be in the room. Phone could ring. I can answer the phone, take that and then just go right back into it. Wow. You know, well, you know, I used you as my example when I did this because I'm at here at my, with my son and he's moving out of this house. And so we, the movers were all here packing. And when you said, do this question is like, uh, I don't have time. I don't have any place quiet. I can't, I can't do this. And it's like, okay, Gary says he can do it under any conditions. You can too. And I just sat down, read the question, started typing a couple of times. I had to answer questions, but I could go mm-hmm. right back to it. And so it is, it's just, you just have to intend to receive the thoughts. Yeah. Everything else, every, every other limitation, like all limitations are self-imposed Yeah, and they're not necessary. No, right. no. Okay. So, dear Joshua, I've been spending a lot of time with my son and daughter-in-law. Lately, I've been noticing how much my daughter-in-law has been riding my son, like constantly pointing out how he is wrong and ridicule him for the things he does, etc. Unlike the me of the past, I haven't intervened. I haven't said anything to either of them, but I have to tell you, it makes me really uncomfortable. So I've been processing what my limiting beliefs may be around this. I know I am judging my daughter-in-law when I hear her say something to my son I find unloving. I realize she has many fears and limiting beliefs she may not be ready to process. Yet I'm confused as to if I am hearing this, is it somehow forming? Is it reflecting my reality? I can see how it would be forming in that it gives me an opportunity to simply be the observer, not get involved, accept them as they are without placing any judgment or thinking it is wrong. Absolute and complete acceptance of the conditions as they are. But I'm missing something here. I have a lot of emotion around the situation and I get foggy on where the, the lines are here. Can you walk me through this? 
Am I approaching it from a higher perspective as my inner self would? No, uh, am I approaching it from the higher perspective as my inner self would? I feel I am just too close to these conditions to see them clearly, and I would like your clarity and guidance. All right, <clears throat> so here's what Joshua says, and we'll just go paragraph by paragraph like we always do. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to read yours first? Let's read yours first. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Hold on. I don't know where it is, but go ahead. Okay. Let's um, keep reading. Just you read it. I'll listen. Okay. Make it a little bit bigger. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Dear one, you know this is ultimately for you. This is an opportunity to uncover some very deep limiting beliefs, beliefs that are holding you back from living the life you intended to live prior to your birth. You have asked for this many times. This is the core of your resistance. You feel you need to protect the ones you love. There is a hierarchy to the love you give, and you will first and foremost protect your children. This is deep. As a child, you felt you were not protected by anyone. No one loved you unconditionally. There were always conditions attached to the love. Then your boys came along, and you received that unconditional love you craved. What you did not realize, it was you who needed to love unconditionally. The boys were your outlet for this. You could love them with all your soul and no one would ridicule you or make you wrong for giving so much love. You need to love. Your sole purpose is love. You love deeply and completely. You have always been focused on love. This is why you are so attached to animals. You can love them unconditionally without anyone ridiculing you. They always accept your love. Your boys always accepted your love. They were safe. Now they are grown men starting their own journeys of self-discovery. You see their lives and you want to make sure they are perfect. What is perfect? It is all perfect and you must now show your love acceptance by allowing them to follow their paths. You cannot walk the path for them. You have given them all they asked for coming into the physical. You set their trajectories perfectly. Your job is done. Your new job is simply to be an example of alignment, show them how to live in the new approach of life, to show them there is another way. Yeah, so um, what? that's an interesting thing there because it's perfectly acceptable in our society to overdo it with love to your children. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do this to your friends, your spouse, your parents, mm-hmm. your coworkers, you know, things like that, then it seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I totally get this because sometimes I just have like overwhelming feelings of love and it's like the grocery clerk yeah. and you, and I wonder, do I have a connection with you or why is this coming up right now? But then I've kind of realized that maybe they just need it at that point. Like maybe they, they're in a place, you know, something's going on in their life. My inner being recognizes their inner being. And that's why I feel the love, I, you know, like supporting them on a inner being level kind of thing. Yeah, that's part of it. But also I think that if we were um, completely authentic Mm. and if we were living as who we really are, then we would have the exact same feelings of love that we have for our children with every single other human. Yeah. Well, Joshua said that in that live call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we would have it for ourselves as well. Yeah. And that's what, the big key here is that we're not here to receive love from others. We're here to express our love and acceptance of ourselves, of everyone else, and the conditions. This is our soul's, This is everyone's soul's purpose, right? It's, it's everyone's intention that they set. And when we 
have these limiting beliefs that it's not appropriate, you know, to right. totally accept everything or even more deeper that we have to protect ourselves or other people mm-hmm. from, you know, from certain people like our parents, we have to protect ourselves from our parents. And so we don't, we use the love like, like they do conditionally. So if you're a good person, I, if you do, you know, treat me like I want to be treated, then I will give you love. Otherwise I'm going to hold that back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really get it with the kids. Like you feel like for me, I mean, that was one of my, you know, going through the one-on-one and everything. That was one of my biggest uh, limiting beliefs is that if I'm not constantly worried about or taking care of my children, then I'm not a good mom. I mean, that was like so messed up, such a definition that I had of a good mom always has her children in her thoughts. You know, it's like, where did that come from? I don't think my mom had me in her thoughts all the time. You know, it's like, where did that come from? Right, right. And, you know, so part of that is the intentions you set prior to your birth. Part of that is programming by society. Part of that is what you think other people will think of you. There's so many layers to this. Right. But now as we realize that we don't have to worry about any of that stuff, we just have to unconditionally accept everyone. Yeah. And so when when you think of you know this this person and their daughter-in-law, she loves her son more than the daughter-in-law, there's a hierarchy of love, right? But in reality, yes, yes. the daughter-in-law is just as connected as the son is. You know? Absolutely. And so Absolutely. you could yeah. give love equally. I mean, theoretically, right? We have to do a lot mm-hmm. of processing of limiting beliefs, of course, of course. But this is the yeah. who I always think, how would I act in this situation if I was the limitless and magnificent being of pure positive love that I know I am? Yes. Yes. That's exactly. Easy, well, easy I've been doing this uh yeah, I've been doing this a lot with my daughter-in-law. She, you know, I'll always say, I'll take the baby or, you know, I'll take the monitor tonight so, you know, you can sleep or whatever. And she'll say, oh, do you really mean that? And so I've been saying, I'm working on being my most authentic self. I promise you, I won't say something unless I really mean it. So, you know, we even that, we've been having a, a new relationship in that respect that I'm not going to say, oh, I'll do that if I truly don't feel inspired to do it. Right. So, you know, it's just all these tools that we have now in our tool belt are priceless. <laughs> yeah. Imagine um, if you didn't have that, those tools, and someone says that to you, you might say, you might get defensive, you know? Yeah, like, of course, what do you mean? Why, yeah. why, would, why would you say that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now so you, we, can know, you can know why she would say that. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. she doesn't want to, you know, impose or, you know, make it too much for me, but I absolutely love it. So of course I want to do it. So we now are like, no, I'm being authentic. <laughs> so you wait, you like waking up in the middle of the night? No, he doesn't really wake up in the middle of the night anymore, but he wakes up really early. Um, and I love that because I wake up early too. And so we have, you know, great morning times together uh, and play and yeah, cuddle. And it's, it's a good time. It's like my favorite time with him. How old is he now? He's going to be two on the 27th of this month. Wow. Yeah. And then we got another one coming the 1st of August. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Breeders. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rabbits. All right. So I don't have your question in front of me. Is is there more? Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
Your daughter-in-law is simply reflecting your feelings back to you. You wish your son could just have a perfect life with people that love and adore them as you did, but this is not how it works. They have also chosen paths of self-discovery. You do not know what is on this path. You cannot know. You do not have all the information. Your work now is to let go. Let go of how you think things should be and just allow it all to unfold perfectly and in perfect timing. You have no idea what your son is here to explore. You feel a deep connection with him. We get that. He knows that. All your sons know they are loved unconditionally by you. Embrace this. Allow this. Accept this. Yeah, and if that unconditional love is for them, they also want to see it for everyone else too. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can see the rift that people that mothers and daughter-in-laws go through mm-hmm. because the mother-in-law has this connection to their child, or right. their son in this case, and sees the daughter-in-law as a rival. Yeah, you know, as <laughs> yeah. another mother. Yes, in, in yeah. Sense. Taking your place, your little boy's new has a has a new woman in his life. <laughs> yeah, and if that if that woman was was treating them like you treated them exactly, maybe yeah. you could accept it. But there's never going to be that way. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's also like every single other manifestation event the kids go through. You yeah. don't want to smooth their obstacles for them or handle their problems. Mm-hmm. You want them to face those obstacles face those manifestation events and gain the higher perspective that comes from that. Yeah. And this is just more of that. Yeah. And that's hard. I mean, all those moms out there will know that's, that's hard to stand back and just let them, you know, do their thing. But like I said, having these tools now, it's just like, I just, you know, yeah, you're on your path. You're doing great. You can't not do great. It's perfect. You know, just go. And it's, it's interesting to watch now, especially that they're, grown and living their own lives. And now of course one is, you know, has his own son and how they interact and everything. It's, it's, it's fascinating. I just, I love being the observer. Yeah. It'll be fun seeing how they raise the child too, because yeah. how you raised them was totally different because you weren't connected to them all the time. There was no yeah. cell phones and right. they were out playing and you didn't know where they were. And, right. and if, in my case, my mother was living in New York. I'm living in San Diego with my dad. My dad's working all day and dating all night. I had yeah. absolute freedom. Nobody <laughs> knew what manifestation events I was going through. Yeah. And they didn't care. They didn't give a shit. I had uh, a big manifestation event in sixth grade where we had a class um, mouse. And so every weekend, it was someone's turn to take the mouse home, take care of it over the weekend, feed yeah. it, and then bring it back. Yeah. And Within 10 minutes of me bringing it home, uh, my cat had gotten into the, (laughs) somehow, all I saw was the cage open, the cat sitting there, and the mouse gone. Oh, So I'm freaking out the whole weekend. I wake up Monday morning dreading to go to school, right? Just dreading it. And I find the mouse under the couch. Right. Oh my gosh. And so I'm so happy, so happy. And I put the mouse back in the cage, go have breakfast, go get it to go to school. It's gone again, but this time it's dead in my cat's mouth. Oh my gosh, Gary. <laughs> so now my dad doesn't care. I go, Dad, you killed it. My dad could care less, you know. You killed Stuart, the yeah. mouse. <laughs> And so I'm like so worried and can't believe that I'm the person that killed the 
the mouse type, get the mouse, put it in the cage, and take a dead mouse to school, get it in class, and not one person gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher's like, all right, we'll get another mouse, big deal. No one cared, you know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Was and like, that was, <laughs> you know, that was an important lesson in worry. Yeah. What are you worried about? You don't know the outcome. Yeah. You know, so I had to go through that. But imagine if my dad had said, okay, well, let's go get another mouse. I'm yeah. Another mouse. We'll fix it. Yeah. Fix oh, yeah. And what a great event for you. You probably didn't even realize what was happening, but what a great event that you were able to process all that on your own, work through it, and then realize that, hey, nobody even cares. Yeah. After all of that. And that repeated for me with everything I was, uh, every manifestation event I had. Uh, another one we had in high school, I was in drama. I had a club that met in the drama room. So I had a key to the drama room, uh -huh. a big theater, right? And we had a huge high school and a really prominent drama uh, thing. Going on. We went to state. Our teacher was pretty famous. And like we had Martin Sheen come and talk to our class because she was friend oh, wow. friends with our teacher. So it was a big deal. Big, beautiful theater. And I had been in the theater all through high school from ninth grade on. I started out doing lights and then small parts, and then I became the lead in 12th grade. Well, I was also in a band in 12th grade, and <laughs> I worked at the newspaper delivering bundles of papers to the paper boys. And so there was a whole bunch of high school guys and college guys and older guys doing the same thing. And so we were talking about our band, and the other, these other guys had their own band, these older guys. And they're like, we should get together and jam. And I'm like, I've got the perfect place. We'll go to the theater after work on Saturday. So after we're done about noon, we go to the theater. Uh, and our band starts setting up and their band starts setting up. And then all these older people in their 20s come in. Oh, wow. And they bring in coolers of beer. <laughs> and they start Under the school campus. And they start smoking in there. <laughs> and by the time we're set up, it takes about... Half an hour, the entire theater is full. Maybe 200 people, right? Oh my gosh. Smoke, you can't even see anything. Everyone's drinking and talking. And all of a sudden, we're just about ready to play. All of a sudden, the door opens and a shaft of light comes from outside. There's a dean there with his, you know, because who's really there on Saturday? But all the whole parking lot's full. So, he, his, the look on his face was just, he couldn't understand. He couldn't see anything. It's all smoky. You know, everyone's drinking beer. He couldn't <laughs> even get what this was. <laughs> so he comes to his senses and he kicks everyone out. This is Saturday. So <clears throat> I'm dreading what's happening Monday. And I get to drama class and the teacher says, the principal wants to see you. So I walk into the principal and I'm just, you know, I know I'm going to be expelled or something. And he says, Gary, do you have a key to the drama room? I said, yes. He goes, can I have it? I go, yes. And gave it to him. He goes, thank you. That was <laughs> he, it? Yeah, he goes, by the way, someone stole the clock. You need to find that clock. And I, I found it and brought it back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a story. <laughs> so funny. But these are manifestation <laughs> events that, you know, have had someone intervened mm -hmm. and solved the problem for me. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gotten the benefit of it. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. interesting now. I see my friends with their kids now and they're trying to, you know, 
totally oh, yeah. hover around them and solve every single problem yeah, for them. Yeah. Well, there, and it's just so there's so much information out there on raising children now with the internet. It's like, you know, everybody's got an opinion. I, I don't envy moms of these days. I mean, yeah. everybody has an opinion and it's like, who do you believe? Who do you follow? You know, you just have to go with what feels right. Yeah. But yeah. Good. All right. Let's okay. continue. All right. Um, appreciate your daughter-in-law for the role she is playing. She is playing it perfectly for you and your son. There is no wrong way to do this. It is working out perfectly for all involved. Relax, release, and accept. Observe. That's it. Observe. Do you see how your daughter-in-law is hitting triggers for you? She too is part of your path and you agreed to have this relationship prior to coming to the physical. She is here to help you truly accept all that is to truly realize you cannot control anything other than your thoughts and your perspective. Make up a new story. See the situation from the higher perspective, one of love and complete acceptance. Know that everything is perfect. If they argue, perfect. If she speaks lovingly to him, perfect. It is all perfect as it is, complete in this moment. There's one more little paragraph. You do not have to fix anything. You do not have to protect anyone, including yourself. You can simply be. Be an example of alignment. Be love. Be acceptance. Allow your inner light to shine as a beacon of true acceptance, an example of the new approach to life. This is your opportunity to diminish the intensity of these limiting beliefs and have, that have held you back. Be more. Don't hold back. Let it all come out. Live life. Live bold. Be big. Be the magnificent being you are. Always have been and always will be. Stop hiding from the world. Shine for the world. This is your true intention. Love. Yeah. It. So it's the love um, is the true intention, is yeah. to, un, you know, you can see now the trajectory that's created in childhood mm-hmm. by the parents that, that we all choose. And that sets us on this path. Right. And you understand what that path is, you know. And in this case, the path is this idea that it's, you don't have to protect anything. You don't have to live as a victim. You can love. You don't need the love reciprocated. And that's the problem. There's so many yeah. people say, I will only give my love when it's reciprocated. Exactly. And, and what Joshua will always say, and, and yeah. well, what Wendy will say, is, <laughs> is that, no, you cultivate love by exuding and expressing more love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now, like I, I think I talked about this yesterday, but I sign every email, love Gary, no matter who it's to, except, you know, maybe my plumber or, yeah. you know, someone like that. But generally speaking, if, if, if it's a girl, it's easy. If it's a guy, I got a little hesitant there, sure. but I'm sure. just doing it anyway because I'm cultivating this feeling of love. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, I'm receiving more love. Yeah. I'm cultivating the feeling of a, the appreciation by appreciating everyone and everything. And so I'm receiving more appreciation in return. Yeah. I do that too. I have an auto signature, so I don't even see it. So whoever I email gets back with love and the same thing. I want to express the love and I was uncomfortable in some situations doing that. So I just put the auto signature. So now it's like, I just hit send and it's on there and that's, that's it. But I, yeah, the whole acceptance thing, again, back to the boot camp, that writing your appreciation and what you're grateful for, that has really helped me realize that it's just all about acceptance. 
And you know that whole thing, the reason that you have to handwrite it, mm. because yeah. it's bringing forth thought and you're focusing on these thoughts you're getting. Mm -hmm. And that is the early stages of channeling because oh. what you're receiving is the thoughts from your inner self. Mm -hmm. and, and so whatever that is, you don't have, if you get doing this repetitively over eight weeks, by the end of it, the thoughts coming to you are just whatever they are, you know, and you don't have to look at them. And because in the beginning people say, Oh, I said that yesterday. I got to come up with something new to appreciate. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Let's go on to Joshua's answer here. If you were going to, if you were to go to the store and buy a mirror, would you select one that reflects a more beautiful version of you? Would you want a mirror that displays a thinner version or one where your hair is longer? Would the mirror be useful if it hid the blemishes in your skin? It would not. You want a mirror to reflect an accurate image of your body and face. Otherwise, the mirror would serve no purpose or would not serve its intended purpose. Your daughter-in-law is the perfect reflection of your son's vibration. Don't change the mirror, change the vibration. Uh, also of her vibration too. As you witness the harsh treatment your son seems to be experiencing, your perceptions clouded by your own fears and limiting beliefs. You perceive that if your daughter-in-law treated your son in the way you perceive he should be treated, in the way you treat him, then he, and more importantly you, would feel better. As you know, this is not the design of the system. So this is the age-old basics of the system yeah. is if you feel, if you think you'd feel better if the conditions were different, you know that you're living in the old approach to life of victimhood and control. Yeah. If, you, if you say, I wish this would happen, that's only victims wish things would happen, right? Yeah. I'm not saying victims in our derogatory term. I'm saying that there's two approaches to life. One where you are in control and fear and you behave as if you're a victim to fate and one where you're, you operate in love and acceptance and you act as if you're the controller of your reality. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. the control of your, your reality, you know that by changing your vibration, you create a new reality. Yeah. By coercing the conditions, by trying to control things, you don't change anything. You don't change how you feel because you still have those limiting beliefs. So Joshua says, change the limiting beliefs. Like if you didn't have that limiting belief that your daughter-in-law was treating your son inappropriately, you couldn't feel negative emotion. Right. The only way you feel negative emotions is because you have a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. That's what that whole system is. Yeah. So don't change the conditions, change, uh, you know, address those limiting beliefs. Yeah, it blew my mind when Joshua said wishing and hoping is control is like, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. When I think about it, it absolutely is. You're trying to control the future. And yeah. it's like, man, that's just, we just all don't realize how much we truly try to control everything instead of just allowing it to come to us. Worrying is also control. Yeah. Well, yeah. Regretting is also control, mm -hmm. you know? Because you say, if I had done something different, then my reality would be different. My life would be different. Yeah. 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 You want your daughter-in-law to accurately reflect the vibration your son is emitting. Your son wants this also. Theoretically, he could have selected a mirror that would have shown him a different image, an image that was softer and kinder, but did not reflect his true feelings. Of course, this mirror would not have been useful 
and he would not have believed or respected anything this theoretical person would have said. Therefore, the mirror would not really exist. Do you see how the system works? Mm-hmm. So I thought this paragraph was, was brilliant. I did too. I so did too. I've, um, you know, you end up with people who challenge you. Mm-hmm. And you quickly dismiss those who don't. Anyone who thinks of you as, you know, perfect and wonderful and great, you can't respect what they're, what they're exactly. saying. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And you can't <laughs> grow from that at all. Yeah. There's just no, it's like, it's no positive. It's like living in a vacuum. You know, there's no opportunity for these wonderful manifestation events to happen. Think of, kings or dictators and stuff when they're surrounded by yes men you know they just they just have this inflated idea of who they are Mm -hmm. and they don't get to work on anything and so they're they're totally in this control mode Mm -hmm. because no one's going to tell them anything differently yeah yeah um okay so obviously too you couldn't really find the person that's going to treat you differently than you are so that's why it was a theoretical yeah, that, thing. And that was a key that that was a key point in that paragraph, I thought. That you know, it's it always takes two to tango kind of thing. You know, yeah. it's like it's all predetermined, it's all set up. And that's again, that's as a mother though, I can imagine that is, you know, hard to watch or whatever, to be able to, you know, hear this is your child, you want them to be treated wonderfully and then when something like this happens, you're like, Oh man, but it is truly for their own good. Or yeah. for their own intentions. Yeah. And isn't it interesting when you look at couples, how evenly they're matched? Yes. Know? Yes. I know. Even like my, my in-laws, sometimes when we visit them, they just bicker and bicker and bicker. They've been married like for 100 years, you know? <laughs> so it's like, obviously, they're very well matched and they're serving, you know, they're, they're, they're serving each other's intentions perfectly. Right. They, you know, for so many years now, they've been married and they obviously love each other very much, but it's just funny to listen to them, the things they bicker about, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so important. It's like, no, yeah. not important. <laughs> <laughs> the entire system is based on feedback. It allows you all to receive a reality that perfectly reflects the vibration you're offering. If your son felt differently about himself, he would attract either a different version of his wife or a different mate altogether. His current mate is the perfect reflection of his current vibration. However, this is not about him, it's about you. You perceive that if your daughter-in-law was different than she is, you'd feel better. Yeah, and it's always about us. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always, it always comes back to us somehow. Well, we have to realize that this is our universe mm-hmm. and that everyone is a satellite in our universe, allowing us to see ourselves in how we perceive that they're seeing us, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I can look back at relationships now and a lot of things I said was innocent yet was taken as if it was an attack mm-hmm. or criticism, mm-hmm. you know, I get, uh, and that was all based on the other person's vibration. So even if you are existing in this state of acceptance they are still going to perceive what you say in a way that triggers their limiting beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and a lot of times you can see this happening yourself too. You can perceive other people are saying things 
or you're just catching little things, you know, and you, mm-hmm. and you react because you have these limiting beliefs yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Astrid does that to me all the time. And I'm so grateful for that because I'll say something and then she'll say, Wendy, do you realize what you're doing here? And it's like, Oh my God. Yes. I'm controlling. I'm controlling. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, she's so good at it. So it's just like, she just pins me down and I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny with her, you know, when we were starting the Joshua and friends and she was the first one to do it. Yeah. Brave. She's, she's like, I'm a controller cause I want to do all these things and I want to do this and this. And I'm just like doing what I'm inspired to do. Right, right. But it comes from her perspective as if I'm controlling everything, you sure, know. Sure. And so I'm like, whatever you want to do, I can see the benefit of this interaction and of you pursuing um, this deeper level of laurel. Yes. And, and I know that if you do pursue it and if you do develop it, it'll be your life's purpose, right? Yeah. And everything that you think you're not getting out of life will actually come if you if you go forward with this, but your fear that limits you is not helping anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, she she took the Laurel book off of Amazon for a while. No. And so I asked her to put it back on and she did. Yeah. Because she was attaching value of herself on sales. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't work that way. No. You know, people can only be yeah. a vibrational match yeah. to stuff. Yeah. And just a step. You've got to keep it out there. Yeah. But as we progress in our soul's purpose, we also reduce our own limitations one step at a time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not, when I, when I wrote A Perception of Reality, I thought that was going to be this all-time best-selling book, Law of Attraction-wise. Mm-hmm. But had it been that way, the actual steps that, had needed to be taken for me to get where I am now wouldn't have happened. You know, imagine being thrust on that stage when you're not ready. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you would have done it through a publishing company and got it promoted and you were on tour now with this book, it would have been all about the book and not about developing yourself as a spiritual leader and teacher and, and developing your, your verbal channeling. And I think that's where your purpose is at. Right. Yeah. Um, and also a big part of it is the boot camp that came out of it mm-hmm. because I had to be on that, what I call the fence mm-hmm. ready to embrace yeah. my soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. And I just needed a little nudge yeah. over it, you know, and it took me five years to get there. Other people get there quicker or slower, whatever it is. Yeah. But, but you know, as, as you take steps to do what you're inspired to do and push past fear, which I've been pushing past fear all along the way, every time we do a workshop every time we do a Joshua live, every time we do uh, any event mm-hmm. or anything like go on a live attraction cruise, I have to push past that fear. Sure. And I just say, yeah. And then what happens is time, you know, it's like you, you agree to go on the live attraction cruise. Mm-hmm. And I realize that I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't need to know that. I know that I'll be ready for it at the time. Yeah. And the time just take ticks away, you know? And so you get closer and closer and then the time comes and you get on the plane and go down there and then you're on the boat and then there's four days until you speak. And so you're just doing your thing. And then the morning, the morning of that um, presentation that I made, uh-huh. which was basically the overview of Joshua's teachings and how yeah. the system works, yes. I woke up and did it that morning. 
Wow. So I and had, it was really good. I yeah. mean, it was really good. And then you get there and there's no projector. So you had to, <laughs> had to just wing it. Yeah. Uh, if nobody, if you, if I didn't know that, that you had planned, I mean, nobody knew otherwise. Yeah. Well, because it just now it, things flow at the right time. And so I didn't have to really worry about not having it. And that whole me doing my presentation, then David doing his thing, and then us doing our co-channeling together for the first time ever. It was like, not only was it um, smooth and easy, but it was brilliant too. Oh, because yeah. it, it exceeded everyone's expectations, especially compared to all the other workshops that were done during that course, during that cruise. Um, and, and it was super satisfying Yeah, and it was, fun. it was a lot of funny stuff about that too. All right. Let's see. In order to feel better on your own, you must alter your perspective. Your son and daughter-in-law are navigating their reality. That reality includes you and everyone else as satellites revolving around their personal experiences of life. These satellites provide meaningful feedback. Your daughter-in-law is responding appropriately based on the convergence of these two vibrations. Her limiting beliefs are being reflected back to her, and at times she feels fear. She perceives that if your son was different than he is, she would feel better, and so she naturally responds to urges to change him. He appreciates the feedback on a soul level as he is inspired to live up to her expectations. He perceives himself to be flawed, as do all, almost all humans. In the feedback he receives from her, he can more clearly analyze the perceived flaws. If he is able to realize that he is not flawed, he will alter his vibration and new reality will be created for him. This reality is not better or worse than his current reality. It is simply reflective of his new vibration. That's all that's going on here. Mm. That's all. That's all. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> so, you know, I've been thinking a lot about manifestation events when you go into something like an argument, there's two parts of that. One is that you can see what the limiting belief is. You can process that limiting belief. You can realize, you know, that you're in negative emotion. You're going to receive urges to change the conditions. And you can, you know, step back and not act on that urge and then process the limiting belief later. But even if you don't do that, even if you react with an urge, when it's all said and done and you make up, you're going to see everything from a higher perspective. You're going to have a different opinion of who you are, who they are, that whole thing. And that is expansive as well. Mm-hmm. So there's benefit. And that's why people get calmer as they get older. They don't take things so seriously. <laughs> right. Because right. naturally, through the progression of manifestation events, even if you don't really look at the limiting beliefs, you still get to a higher perspective. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, well, the issue is on the other side of that. If you're not actively, consciously, consistently processing limiting beliefs, those limiting beliefs get entrenched and the roots grow deeper and and they start to dictate your entire life. And so as you see people get older, while they can see things from a higher perspective, they also get more resistant and in more fear and live smaller lives, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to beat up on my in-laws, but my mother-in-law recently went off of Facebook because she heard on, you know, probably Fox News that you know, Facebook is tracking and monitoring her and she doesn't want, you know, to be monitored. And I'm like, 
what do you have to be monitored? Right. <laughs> it's like you don't have any top secret information. Yeah. It's all about your grandkids and your great grandkids. There's, a, there's nothing for the government to monitor. But she like cut herself off. And that's kind of how she has a lot of grand. I can't even count how many grandchildren and great grandchildren she has now. But it's like she cut herself off from all of that for fear that the government will monitor her. It's yeah. like, Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, talk about not rationally looking at a fear. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, I also look at people who talk about Facebook. They say it's all full of negative stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's totally a yeah. reflection of they're you. on the wrong. Yeah. And they're on the wrong pages. <laughs> if, you, if you look at my, my uh, feed, oh, it yeah. is 99% the most yeah. positive stuff in the world. Yeah, most of the people that used to post the negative stuff on my, you know, that I would see have either disappeared or must not be posting anything because I don't see it. Or unfollowed <laughs> you because you're such a happy Maybe. person. A happy <laughs> hippie. Yeah, they can't stand that <laughs> shit. Right. If you can see all of this from a higher perspective, you can allow the, this expansion to take place. He either will or will not alter his views of himself. He will either raise his perspective or not. Either way, the experience is expansive. You can see how this experience causes some mothers to feel fear and intervene. This would be a response to an urge to change the conditions. It would be an action based in fear. These actions solve nothing other than causing conflict between mothers and daughter-in-laws. It does not help anything. It adds fear to the relationship, and this is, this is not what you truly want. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So any action that you take, always think about, am I injecting love and acceptance or am I injecting fear? Right. If I'm injecting love, and you got to be careful about that too, because you say, oh, I'm just doing this out of love. Yeah, I just no, love you. Not. <laughs> no, you're not. No. You want to add love and acceptance to your relationship with your daughter-in-law. You can do this by looking at the situation from the higher perspective. You can analyze your limiting beliefs process your fears, and raise your vibration. You can love and accept all of of your son's satellites. You can have faith in the system. If you can accept your daughter-in-law as she navigates the relationship as best she can, you can also see her as perfect as she is. This will allow you to access inspiration. If you receive the true inspiration to an action based in pure love, you might do or say something that will be of benefit to all involved. If you act on an urge to change anyone, you simply create unnecessary conflict. Mm, With our love, we are Joshua. That's a, that last uh, last sentence is pretty powerful. We well, create, we you know, unnecessary conflict. We, yeah, we're we're beings based in love. The system is love. Everyone's love. Mm-hmm. We come to physical reality, and there is the there is fear from the survival in, uh, instinct. Also, though, all. Fear moves us forward. So fear is very beneficial. But now we're at the point where we can look at the fear. Is it rational or irrational? Mm-hmm. Is, are people going to be killed? You know, <laughs> if they're going to be killed, sure. Right. Go ahead and act on an urge to change the conditions. But otherwise, you know, look at it from a higher perspective and realize there's nothing wrong going on here. Yeah, let it play out. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, you know, Another thing, too, I don't know. It's like we take these relationships so seriously. Yes. If yeah. you can just know that 
they can flow. They can be times of love, times of doubt and fear, then back into times of love and then continue or not. Doesn't matter either way. Mm-hmm. All this process, you know, but the idea that, that these relationships have to be perfect all the time mm-hmm. is just also based in fear. Well, I think it's because we define ourselves by them. If I have a good relationship, I'm a good person. If my children have good relationships, then I'm a good person. Well, yeah, that yeah. goes out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know we're still interacting with others in the old approach to life. Yes, yes, absolutely. The muggles. <laughs> the muggles. <laughs> that sounds like a that's a Jeanette Ma. Is no, that that's Jeanette Ma? A, that's a Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter okay. Right? She uses that muggles too. Yeah, yeah. the muggles. <laughs> yeah, the civilians. The civilians. Yeah. I like that. So, um, what's what do you get? What's the name of your entity? You know, I don't know. Um, when 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 um, Isabel had put me under, my inner being came forth as Claire. But I feel that there's more to it, so I have to maybe think about this. But interesting enough, Gary, you talk about synchronicities. When I started my design business years ago, um, I had a couple of names, and then I finally changed it to a name that I said could encompass anything, anything I want to do you know, the rest of my life. Cause I kept changing the name depending on what I was doing. So I came up with Wendy and company. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. That'd be oh, good. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. Company, you know? Wendy and company. That's a great idea. <laughs> it's like, so that was like years ago. And you talk about things along our path, yeah. kind of giving us hints and, you know, directing us. I thought, isn't that interesting? I still have, I don't do it in design anymore, but I still have the business name. I still have the checking account. I still have all the aspects of the business. Yeah. I'm not really doing it. So, not, and I just keep hanging on thinking, oh yeah. I like this name. I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Isabel started channeling, I think it was Isabel, her um, entities were called Isis. Was that right? Isis? Isis is one of the people that is her on her team. Yeah. Yeah. She has a lot I mean, of people on her team. Yeah. Nobody wants to have their thing called Isis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Because that's a Greek goddess, not a... <laughs> right, not a terrorist group? <laughs> not a terrorist group. I thought I bet they're spelled the same, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, there we go. We're judging ISIS incorrectly, you know? Maybe it's just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone just said, or Joshua's answered, I forgot, it's blend together now. Uh-huh. But it was, you know, the... Oh, yes, it was to... Um, a guy who is, uh, you know, an animal activist. Mm. And so he's like vegan and, you know, hates Walmart and all that stuff, right? So he's talking about how much he hated Walmart. And he had to go in there and he was judging all the people who were there and stuff, judging himself for going in there. And Josh was explaining how you want this reality to be as broad and have as many possibilities for exploration mm-hmm. because – it serves no purpose if everyone has the same experience or even if two people have the same experience, right? One of those experiences is irrelevant now. That's why the system is designed to expand in infinite possibilities of experience. And so the experience of a monk meditating all day is no better or worse than the experience of a terrorist. You know, you may judge the terrorist, but that judgment 
is based in fear, right? And so when we take the fear out of it, we just don't attract it into our reality. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's no good to worry because if something terrible is going to happen to you, from your perspective now, it being terrible, it's the best thing that could ever happen. You just can't see how. Right, right. And if you start paying attention to this idea, you'll see how so many people went through so many things that they thought were terrible and say that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, so counterintuitive. It's totally, that's a perfect thing. Is like, it's totally counterintuitive. And one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes was when George just decided to do everything that he wouldn't normally do. <laughs> Any time he's going to make a decision, he made the opposite decision and everything started clicking for him. Right? Yeah. Because he went from being a victim to being the creator. The creator. Yeah. 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 And what he was doing was reacting in fear and now he's <laughs> reacting in confidence and love. Right? Yeah. So that's what we're doing. We're yeah. doing. It's working good. Being creators. Okay. So you, you had a little fear about doing this? Yeah, I did. I did. But you're, you're the master of pushing, pushing us past our fears. And I appreciate that. I'm not the master of pushing you. I'm not master of you show, showing you that it's an irrational fear. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then once you see it's irrational, then you, then you have to push yourself past it because it doesn't make sense not to. Just limiting. Why would you want to limit yourself? Now that we're done with it, it's probably the best podcast in the history of the world. Oh, I'm sure it is. So eat your heart out, Mark Shahada. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So this was awesome, fun, and we will do this again sometime. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So if anyone wants to know about the boot camp, uh, you can go to the website and look at the boot camp page. It has a video there of Wendy's and everyone else's experience in that first group. You can also contact Wendy. You can send an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com. We'll have a conversation about the next one is starting, you know, it may have started by the time you, we, we post this, but it started in July 8th, which will be a Monday, two weeks from now. We'll have another one again in September and then probably another one in November. So we have ones coming up. What I've been realizing or receiving is that I will not be teaching these boot camps after a while. Wow. And that other people, other graduates will be teaching it. Awesome. Yeah. And then you'll just have, come in with the Joshua Lives. Just the Joshua Live, probably. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so this is going to be, the boot camp is the foundation of a new approach to life. It explains the law of attraction in a way that you've never really seen it before because you can't see it this way before. You can read all the books you want, listen to these podcasts, watch videos, that's passive. The boot camp is an active participation thing. Yeah. You go through eight weeks, and those each eight weeks is this module that raises your vibration so you're ready for the next week. By the time you get to the eighth week, your soul's purpose is revealed to you uh, in a way that you can understand it. And that boot camp is the only uh, course on earth, in the history of earth, that will prepare you to find your soul's purpose, to live in the new approach to life, to engage the law of attraction. From that boot camp, all kinds of other things will follow, but the boot camp rearranges your thought process. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so effective and working. And I, I see the boot camp being 
you know, this big revolution in the way people think about their lives that's going to attract many, many, many people. As we see more people coming into this whole law of attraction realm, mm -hmm. they are seeking something that can get them on their path and off this roller, this treadmill of Western society and get them on a true path of true effectiveness yes. and living a life that they truly desire, not this cheese greater life of trying to make things happen and control everything. Yeah. I like to call it intense focused expansion. Yes. And discovering who you truly are instead of discovering who you truly are not. No. Very yes. good. All right. If you have a question for Joshua and Wendy or Joshua and anyone else or just Joshua, send it to, I made a whole email for this. I think it's joshuaquestions at gmail.com. Oh, okay. Questions at gmail.com uh, or joshuateachings at gmail.com. Cool. I think that's it. Uh, or go to the website. You can ask a question there. All right. Thank you for being here. This is fun. See, it's Thank easy. You. I know. It's awesome. Nice. It was fantastic. And I will see you tomorrow. Yeah. Will you, will I see you tomorrow or you drive it? Um, I'm going to be driving, but I'm going to jump on the live call. Absolutely. Okay, great. And for those of you out there, you can always jump on the Joshua live on Mondays at two o'clock Eastern time to do that. Go to the friends of Joshua Facebook group, join that. I'll let you know, just register. I'll let you in. And then every Monday there'll be a link to the Joshua live. You can watch, you can ask a question. It's free. So it's fun. It's, it's a, lot a lot of fun. fun. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a lot of energy too, which is fun. And you'll meet lots of like-minded people, which is cool. Yeah. So have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.